1: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at com. Welcome to the family.
0: VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers.
0: Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Tuesday show for you. Tim Kirkshin of ESPN, the Hall of Famer, will join us. Looking forward to that. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Tim Kirkshin, ESPN Hall of Fame. He must have better things to do than come on this podcast. Well, apparently he doesn't because he'll be joining us. So excited for that. Uh, Looking forward to talking some baseball with Tim. We'll get to the NBA here in a minute as I do think we're looking at a Game 7 as the Warriors take care of business Monday night in Game 5. But start with baseball. Yankees in action hosting the Rays. Both both New York teams are home after both teams uh, were off Monday. Rare off day for both teams. Very very rarely do you have both off both teams off on, on the same day. But uh, Yankees minus 210 against the Rays, total eight. Cole looking to rebound against just a, a dreadful performance against the Twins where he gives up 9 million homers. First three guys of the game, a homer. And the Yankees actually come back and win, bail them out, bullpen pitches well. They put up a bunch of runs. So Cole looking to bounce back. He struggled with the Rays. He struggled with, you know, Choi has owned him. Uh, so there's different ways to attack this. I don't know that I'm crazy about laying 210, but if you want to parlay that with like the avalanche, you get to right around i think it's plus money if you think the avalanche win tonight game one of the nhl avalanche minus minus 1.60 i think it is here at bet river so you could parlay them with with, with some things You're like oh t- down to minus 155 so you get plus money on this parley for sure uh you want to parlay them with the celtics in game six like i said i think the celtics are going to win that game so you can use the yankees money line in some parlay you can bet yankees first team to score uh minus 120 tonight so Uh, You can also, Bet Rivers has an option, Yankees' first team to score, and they win. So Yankees score the first run, and they win, plus 123. So there's different ways to get at it, but uh, I like the Yankees tonight. I don't think Kluber, who's a former Yankee great, I don't think Kluber has the stuff to really get this Yankee lineup out. I mean, he's just, you know, he's upper 80s. He's got to live on the corners of the plate. He is not a a big-time pitcher anymore. I mean, he was back in his day. He won, what, two Cy Youngs. But I just don't think that Kluber has the stuff to really navigate this Yankee lineup as... Uh, they start a big stretch here. I mean, they get 13 games against the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Rays again, and the, and the Astros, the, the naysayer for the Yankees. And you know what? It's been a soft schedule, which, you know what? It has. But, hey, I mean, this team's on pace to win 120 games. It's To knock this team right now, if you want to say, hey, it's been a tough schedule, they're going to regress. Yeah, of course they're going to regress. I mean, they're not going to win. This is not a 120-win team. Nobody's a win team. So, uh, yeah, the Yankees, they'll, they'll hit a rough patch here. You know, I'm sure they'll add reinforcements in terms of a bat, in terms of a relief pitcher. Wouldn't think they'd add a starting pitcher, but you never know. Tyone's going to hit free agency. Maybe they want to have somebody with team control. But uh, a big stretch for the Yankees here. You want to, you know, put the Rays out of the way here. Put the Jays, you know, out of the mix and just kind of pull away in this AL East where you can cruise to, you know, 100-plus wins. I think the Yankees are in good shape to win 100-plus games here. And win this division and win it going away. I don't think this is going to be a situation where September 1st you're sitting here and it's, you know, a three game lead and your scoreboard watch. And I think it's going to be a situation where it's September 1st and you have like an eight game lead and it's just a matter of, you know, what, uh, um, you know, magic number, maintaining a home field, maintaining that one seed. Cause remember now the playoff structure is different. Top two records get a buy and, Top two division winners. I think if you were, if you were the second best record, but you didn't win a division, which is unlikely, but it's possible, then you wouldn't get a buy. So top two division winning records get a buy, which is huge. And then if you want to be, you know, you want to be the one seed, so you know, Houston's coming to your building in the ALCS again. This is way down the road, but I think that's a situation where the Yankees are going to be in uh, this second half of the season. I think they're going to pull away in this division. I think they're in good shape to pull away in this division. But this is an important stretch. This is a, an important stretch to, uh, you know. You don't want to go four and nine here, five and eight, and all of a sudden Tampa, Toronto, they're within four, they're within five. You want to put them out of their misery. If you if you don't make up any ground, don't lose any ground. If you hold Pat here at seven, eight, you're still in good shape. But ideally, you know what, add on a game or two to this lead. Be up 10 going into July or so. And if you're up 10 in July with this Yankee pitching rotation, with the depth of this team, with reinforcements coming in terms of, you know what, you'll make a trade here somewhere down the line. Uh, the Yankees are not going to lose this division. Uh, if they have a 10-game lead. Yankees are going to lose the division. Yankees are in good shape. I mentioned yesterday, minus 305, it's expensive. You don't want to tie up your money for that long. Uh, Yankees, that's still a good bet, minus 305. Yankees are going to win this division. They will be the ALE's champs here. Uh, and look, you know what? If you get to a World Series this year and you lose a Classic Series to the Dodgers in six or seven games, you know what? Yankee fans won't be happy, but at least it may get to the World Series. This is a Yankee team that hasn't been to the World Series since 2009, uh, so it's time to get back i think they have to get back now like i said if you lose to the dodgers in a a classic world series eh, all right people live with it if you lost to the mets in a world series that would not go over well with yankee fans that would not go over well at all but the bottom line is yankees need to get to a world series uh again if you, you get to a world series and you lose you live with it but what can't happen what would be a terrible look what would really sour everything they've done if they lose in the first round if they lose before the world series you know if you lose in five games to tampa in the first round and you know Jeffrey Springs throws seven shutout innings at the Yankees Stadium to eliminate you. And you go another postseason where you don't hit and you come up short and you lose in the first round to Tampa or some other team. That that can't happen. This is a year where the Yankees, they look, they're 44 and 16. They haven't been to the World Series in eleven years. The Yankees absolutely have to get to a World Series this year. Uh and I think they will. I actually I actually do think they will. Again, you know, predicting series in October, it's a long way away. Especially that best of five is a dangerous series. Anything can happen, but Yankees are in good shape here to not only win the A.O.E.s but to have home field. You know, there's not other, another great team. The White Sox, uh, you know, are a mess. Uh, Houston's good; they're not great. Toronto's dangerous. Not great. And Toronto's dangerous, but Tampa doesn't have that big-time pitching. Yankees, uh, this is their, this is their league. This is their time to get back to a, a World Series. This is a league where they should uh, emerge and win a pennant for the first time in a long time. So. Going to be a lot of pressure. When, when you're 44 and 16, you haven't been to the World Series this long, and, and the rest of the league isn't great, there's a lot of pressure to at least get back to a World Series here for the Yankees. So uh, that keep an eye on that. Big series starts tonight. Big stretch of game starts tonight. That's the Yankees. Again, minus 210 here at Bet Rivers. Total 8. And they are, let's see, to win the World Series. We gave it out yesterday, but we can give it out today. They are another minus 300 to win the division. That might have gone up. It should have gone up. That's That's a little low. I know you got a lot of time left and Toronto's really good but that's a little low uh minus 305 at least it was yesterday to win the AL East. Let's see if it's moved at all. Plus 500 to win it all. Plus 250 to get to a World Series. I actually think that's a pretty good bet. Although you got to go through two rounds. Still minus 305 to win the AL East at Bett Rivers. That's a good bet. I mean, they're not they're not losing this division. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if they lost this division. Shocked. Uh Yankees are in good shape to uh to win the division. So that's the Yankees, Mets, uh look a- Atlanta Philly, objects in the mirror, or how does it, what's the saying? Objects in, in the mirror may be closer than they appear. I think that's the situation here with the Mets and the Phillies. And I don't count, uh, I shouldn't say I, I don't count the Phillies, but the Phillies to me uh, aren't a dire threat. The Braves are a real threat. The Braves have the starting pitching, although Albies did get hurt yesterday. That hurts the lineup, obviously. But they're, it's a good one through nine lineup with Albie, with uh, Acuna with, uh, back, you know riley swanson it's just it's a good balanced team a lot of power a lot of speed good starting pitching good bullpen uh jansen makes you nervous but that's a really good team and i mean look they, they made a bunch of deals at the deadline last year when they were on the fringe of the race so you figured they'll make some moves this year that's a good team and the mets unlike the yankees i do think the mets are in for a pennant race they beat the nationals last night uh, and they will be a force to be reckoned with. I just want to double-check because they had a big lead in that Nationals game. I want to make sure they did win that game. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, Atlanta last night. Why don't I see the score? Yeah, 9-5 they won the game. Albies fractured his foot. Uh, but but the Mets finally home. The West Coast trip lasted forever. I mean, my goodness, it felt like they were out west for a month between the Rockies, the Giants, the Angels, the Padres. I, they, they were out there forever. Uh, so I'm sure they're glad to be home. You wonder if there's a little hangover tonight. They, I should mention the line there. Facing the Brewers. Bassett going for the Mets. Minus 150. Total is eight. Uh, I, Brewers have been a mess here. The NL Central has been a mess just in general. I would lay it here with Bassett, who has not been great. You know He was good his first two or three starts, maybe his first four starts. He has not been good ever since. So this might be a little strong with him, but I do think the Mets will bounce back. Bassett will bounce back. Maybe pitching at home will help him. Uh, Bassett's a pretty good pitcher. He's not a great pitcher, but he's a pretty good pitcher. You know, It'll be interesting once the Mets get in the playoffs. And again, they'll be in it one way or another. I think they'll hold on to the division, but it's not going to be easy. How you order the pitching. Assuming you have DeGrom and Scherzer, boy, that's a, that's a hell of a one-two. You, you, whoever pitches the three. I mean, if you have those two, you live with whoever pitches the three. But would you go with McGill is the three right now? Would you go with Bassett? Now, obviously, a lot of it's going to depend on how these guys pitch down the stretch, but and McGill would be almost more valuable in the bullpen than Bassett Bassett's stuff. He does not a hard thrower. His stuff doesn't play to the bullpen. Like McGill's McGill's a guy where you can put him in the bullpen and not only have him as a weapon in like the seventh, eighth inning, but he could probably pitch both. He's, he's stretched out as a starter. So, you know, he could be a real weapon where if you do decide to put Bassett as the three starter, I don't know that Carrasco would be in the mix, but he could be, uh, you, you have Bassett as a three starter. You stretch McGill out and make him like, a. Yeah, remember uh, if anyone's old enough to remember when Mariano Rivera, uh, first, you know, nineteen what was it nineteen ninety six when he was first, really his emergence was ninety five ninety six when he was like a longer setup guy where he come in seventh inning and eighth inning he was an extended setup guy where he pitched two innings get six outs seven outs, uh, maybe you could use McGill in that role. His stuff is really good. He's probably your third best pitcher. I mean, just in terms of stuff, even when Degrom and Scherzer are back, so. Uh, i don't know if you'd want him for a game three remember game three in a playoff series and again we're getting way ahead of ourselves but it's not that far ahead of ourselves i mean the, Yan- the yankees and mets are pro- both probably going to be are they're both going to be in the playoffs uh in, in one form or another yankees are going to win the division worst case i mean even a collapse they'd still get a wild card it'd be impossible for them to miss at the, play- the playoffs at this point and the mets too with the extra wild card mets are going to the playoffs both these teams are going uh but the game three is a pivotal game because You know what? Most of the time you split the first two. Now, if you have DeGrom and Scherzer, you figure you can get the first two. But let's say you split. That game three is a swing game. So uh, that's not a throwaway game. But something to keep an eye on, something to think about down the stretch here. uh, Going into the playoffs, would you go Bassett in a game three or would you go with McGill and and have McGill as a weapon out of the bullpen? Remember the Mets, that eighth inning has been a little shaky, whether it's Lugo, Adovino. You could always trade for a guy, but that's just something to keep an eye on. So... Big series for the Yankees. Big series for the Mets. As look, we head towards middle of June. Um, head towards middle of June. We're like six weeks away from the Hall of Fame game in football. So you can talk about playoffs as being so far away, and there are over a hundred games left. So in, in a way, there are a lot of is there's a lot of runway left, but it's not forever down the road. It's it's coming quicker than you might think. So. Uh, big game for the Mets, minus 150. I like the Mets tonight. I like the Yankees. I, you can probably the Yankees and I guess partly the Yankees and the Celtics with game six, and I could spend a minute on that game. Uh, Curry did not hit a three. I think 224 straight, was it playoff games or regular? I, just games in general? I think it was 224 straight playoff games. Is that right? Yeah, I guess, it, I guess it was. I know it was 224 games in a row where he made a three. Well, that streak is over. And the the Warriors still won the game going away. They won it by ten. The game did stay under. Uh, if you listen to me on Visa, and I gave out the under. And I look, I, I've gone back and forth, so I don't want any credit for this. I picked Warriors in seven before it started. I, we're gonna get a seventh game. We're gonna get a seventh game. But the Boston's gonna get every call known to man. Game six is on Thursday. I should give the line here: Boston minus four, total to eleven, Warriors minus three sixty on the series price. Boston plus 300. Of course, Boston will have to win a game six and then win a game seven in uh, Oakland. I think they they still play in Oakland. In in, uh, the Bay Area on Father's Day. So you have to win two there. And obviously on Sunday, they'd be an underdog. So that's why it's plus 300. I do think we're getting a game seven. I wouldn't count Boston out either. Boston at times has looked better, but Boston just can't score in big spots. I mean, there was a point deep in the fourth quarter with Boston at five points in the fourth. In the game five. And, and remember, for all of Curry's greatness in game four, Boston had three points in the last 530. Boston just can't score in these big spots. And Tatum's a good player. Tatum is not a great player. Not, not yet, at least. I know he plays in Boston. He's a good player. And he's a good defensive player. He does a lot of things. People want to prop him up. He is not a great player. He's not there yet. So, uh, But I do think Boston, look, we've had a bad NBA playoffs, a lot of blowouts, a lot of quick series. It would really be beneficial for the NBA. Remember, we haven't had a Game Seven in the NBA Finals since 2016, that iconic Warriors-Cavs series. So, uh, it would be very beneficial from a, a marketing standpoint, from a financial standpoint. Game Seven, Sunday, Father's Day, Warriors-Celtics. Uh, you get it would be huge ratings. It would get a lot of attention. You know, perfect time in the sports calendar with not a lot of else going on. You know, the Lightning-Avalanche isn't going to move the needle for most people. The NBA would kill to have a game seven on Sunday, and I do think you'll get one. I think Boston will get every call known to man. Uh, they'll come out more aggressive. They'll bounce back. Remember, they've been good off of losses. This is one of the rare instances. I think this is the first time all postseason. I'm pretty sure it is that they uh, lost two in a row. They had been seven and zero after a loss, so now they're coming off two losses. How do they respond? I'd be pretty surprised. You know, I think these teams are even. I've gone back and forth, but I would be. I will say, I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised. If Boston is holding up the trophy Thursday night, I do think we're getting a game six. Uh, we are getting a game six. I'm, I, I'm sure of that because I just watched uh, the Golden State win and they're up 3-2. I'm pretty sure we're getting a game seven. I'm very confident we're getting a game seven. So uh, if you want to lay the four with the Celtics, okay. If you want to parlay the Celtics' money line with the Yankees, find something else in baseball you like. But the Celtics' money line uh, I think is a good bet. would lean towards the under just because I think these series, the longer you go, and especially these two teams, are very good on defense, I think we will trend towards the under. Uh, I do think we're getting to game seven. Who wins in game seven? Once it gets there, look, I think it'll be tight in the fourth quarter. Remember, like I said, last time we had a seven game series with Warriors Cavs 2016. If you remember uh, the first six of those games were all blowouts. Every team that won, won by a million points. Then game seven was famously close. It was tied with what a minute, two minutes left. Nobody could score the last five minutes. It was nip and tuck down to the last couple possessions. So, uh, maybe we'll get in a situation like that. I could see, I think Boston wins Thursday and wins comfortably. I don't even think that'll be close. And then I think Game 7 is pretty close. So uh, If you want to take the, war, the the Celtics plus 300, that's probably not bad because I do think you're looking at a Game 7 and, and a Game 7 that's close. So Celtics plus 300 is probably a decent bet here just in terms of you bang for your buck or you just play it game by game and, and take the Celtics here uh, on the money line. So Yankees money line, probably that with the Celtics. I do like the Mets tonight, so... Good night of baseball. Yankees back in action. Mets back in action. Avalanche Lightning. Is that tomorrow or is that when? Is that tonight or tomorrow? Without the Rangers, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out on the hockey, as I'm sure a lot of people listening are. It's just once you get your heart broken like that, it's hard to to jump back in and and really get attached. Although as as this series goes on, Lightning Avalanche, it'll be a good series. That is yeah Wednesday at eight, so you get another day or two off. Remember, the Avalanche have been off like a week after sweeping the Oilers. I think they finished off the Oilers last Monday. I'm pretty sure they did. So this is looking at like an eight-night-day layoff. So uh, no hockey tonight, no NBA tonight, or tomorrow. Game six on Thursday, and then I believe a game seven Sunday. Uh, until then, we have a lot of baseball to keep us occupied as the Yankees start off their series with the Rays, and we got the Mets and the Brewers. But coming up next, he is a Hall of Famer. He is the great Tim Kirkshin. That is next. This... Is the New York City Cash presented by Bet River Sportsbook? Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877 8HOPENY or text HopeNY. All right, we are back. New York City Cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, a historic day in, in the New York City Cast because we have a Hall of Famer for the first time. It is the great Tim Kirkshin from ESPN. We'll talk a little baseball. Tim, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. Uh, my pleasure, William. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, I guess we can start here with the Mets. Uh, we knew Atlanta would get hot, we knew they'd make a run. They're too good not to. They, they certainly have, they've won 12 in a row. Do you think the Mets have built up enough of a cushion? Do you think they have enough reinforcements coming here to hang on the NL East with uh, a little over hundred games here to play?
1: Uh, I think the Mets are going to the playoffs and I would guess at the moment that they're going to win the division, but the last two weeks have reminded us again, never to underestimate the Braves. They've won 12 in a row. They're playing really well. Their pitching has been great. And that offense has really scored runs, but they just lost Ozzy Albies yesterday to a broken foot. He is a tremendous energy source to that team, as well as being a really good player. So we'll see where the Braves go from here. I think the Braves and the Mets make the playoffs. But if I'm a Mets fan, I'm feeling really good where that club is right now. They can score runs. And in a perfect world, they're going to get DeGrom and Scherzer back at maybe a similar time, maybe early July or mid July, and have two great pitchers fresh the rest of the way in a perfect world. And that's, as that is a tremendous possibility for the Mets.
0: Now, you talk to a lot of people around baseball. Is there optimism that? They'll both come back and come back healthy without setbacks. I think Scherzer people are more confident about because, you know, he's a bulldog. It's less of a serious injury. I mean, DeGrom, we haven't seen now in a calendar year. So you always have to worry about setbacks with that. And and although Scherzer's had his injuries too, you know, the last postseason, the 2019 World Series, he had a start pushed back. So he's had issues too. But generally when you talk to people, is there optimism that DeGrom and Scherzer are going to come back, come back healthy without setbacks? Or is it sort of anybody's guess here?
1: Well, with with pitching injuries, even with with horses like Max Scherzer, we are always have to be worried because guys get hurt. All the time. Um, but I think there's some optimism that both of them will be okay when they come back. I mean, Jacob deGrom is going to opt out after this season, he's got a lot more pitching to do, so he's not going to come back unless he's ready to go. So I think when he does come back, he'll be healthy, and I think Scherzer will be the same way. And to repeat, imagine adding those two guys to a first place team. And, and more important, two fresh guys, we talk about this all the time, you get to October and guys are gassed, well maybe with a rest like both of these guys are getting, uh, you know, a rest they really don't want, they might be even fresher and better in October.
0: Yeah. And plus, uh, uh, you know, an unintended consequence, if you will, is the bullpen will get a lot better because one of these starters will get pushed to the bullpen. I don't know. I could see McGill. Now McGill is a good starter. Maybe you pitch him in game three of a playoffs. This is of course getting ahead of ourselves, but McGill could be one of those guys where he could throw the seventh and eighth inning of a playoff, you know, game. Cause you know, bullpen has been an issue. He stretched out. If you put Bassett as the third starter. Uh, so one of these starters, I would think McGill stuff plays better in the bullpen. Any idea who they'd move out of the, the rotation and put in the bullpen?
1: Well, McGill makes some sense, as you said, Um, but with injuries, this is what happens is guys get a chance to play. They get a chance to pitch that they might normally not get. And it really helps the depth of a team when a guy is a valuable contributor as a fill-in player. And then October rolls around and that guy's had a really good year and he can come off the bench. He can do all sorts of things pitch out of the bullpen. So this is what Buck Showalter has done really well for his entire career. Things are all set up. Something goes wrong. Somebody gets hurt and he figures out what to do next. And that's precisely what the Mets have done this year.
0: Yeah. I like the Showalter hiring. Uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm young enough. To, I'm old enough to remember when he was managing the Yankees in, in the you know early, mid nineties, thought he got a, a tough break with the way that Mariners series ended. I think everybody's happy for him. Do you get the sense that he's changed his style a little bit? You think of him as being more disciplinary and old school. He seems to be, you know, I mean, he, he stares down these pitchers every time they hit a Mets batter, but he seems to be, you know, joking after these games, sense of humor. Do you sense Buck as he's gotten older here is adapted to these younger players and has sort of changed his style?
1: Yeah, I think he has. Um, You know, he worked with us at at ESPN. I sat next to him for six years and it was great. And I learned so much about the game. And before he took the Oriole job, Carl Ravage basically said something to him, host of our show, uh, Buck, just be with your players like you are with us, you know. Tell all your funny stories. Show him that great smile. Buck has a tremendous personality. He's an absolute blast to be around. But when he puts a uniform on, you know, it's all business as it should be. So I think, yes, I think he's made an adjustment in his personality with his players, and I think it's really worked. But most important... There is no chance that he will ever be outfoxed strategically in a major league game. And there is no chance that the Mets will ever look unprepared for a game or a situation. That doesn't mean they're going to win every game. It doesn't mean they're going to win the World Series. It just Mets fans should all go to sleep at night every night knowing, all right, we might not win tomorrow, but we're not going to beat ourselves because our manager has got our team as prepared as any team in the major leagues.
0: Trade targets, anybody particular in mind, I would think they would go after Look, everybody this time of year wants another bullpen guy. You can never have enough bullpen guys, Uh, a bat and a bullpen guy makes sense probably for both New York teams, but start with the Mets here in terms of, you know, any specific names that that pop into your mind in terms of uh, a trade target. Doesn't look like the Red Sox will be sellers. I thought JD Martinez could be a guy, but any names sort of come to mind here in terms of, you know, people they could be after.
1: Well, it's a little early for that, but bullpen guys always move at the trade deadline and they end up playing really important roles. Um, I mean, you look at hitters. I always look at somebody like Joey Votto, not for the Mets, but if, if the Reds aren't going to win, which they're not, would it be time to move him? I look at Frankie Montas of the A's, who's a really good pitcher. All sorts of teams could use him. Probably not the Mets with their depth in starting pitching. But I think, uh, I think there are a lot of guys who are going to be out there as long as We have this many teams that are going to be out of a playoff race, so it should be a really fun time right around the trade deadline. Yeah,
0: and like you said, it's still early, but I'll ask the same question for the Yankees. Um, They'll probably – I definitely see them going after another bullpen guy. They definitely need one, if not two bullpen guys, at least one. Uh, Do you think they'll get a bat? I know Ben has been rumored – Hicks has not done a lot, a little better lately. Gallo, you know, he, he keeps assuming he's going to run into his 30 plus homers. I'm not sure that's going to happen. He's really struggled at times. Do you think they get a bat as insurance, you know, with Gallo struggling, Hicks struggling, they don't get a lot out of the shortstop position in terms of offense. Trevino's actually done a nice job, but you know, catch is not a big time offensive position. It's funny. They're on pace to win 120 games and they got a few holes here in the lineup. Uh, do you think the Yankees add a bat and anyone, you know, come to mind here?
1: I don't see them doing anything major. I mean, they're 44 and 16. They've hit 98 homers and allowed 48 homers. There's no reason to change anything now. And yes, their catching situation is not a great one offensively. And Uh, Isaiah kiner falefa has not been a great offensive shortstop, but their infield defense is so much better than it was last year starting behind the plate. And then with Anthony Rizzo for the entire season, and kiner falefa is a way above average defensive shortstop. So I wouldn't mess with anything that the Yankees are doing. Now, will they look for another hitter? I think they will. Do they need another outfielder? I think they might with the way Gallo and Hicks have struggled. But I don't think they're going to go out and do anything major because why would you mess with the chemistry of a team that's played this well so far?
0: Yeah, I was watching uh, I was watching a Marlin game the other day, and they don't need another right-handed hitter, but it'd just be so fun from an entertainment standpoint if they got Jorge Soler and put him with Judge, with Stanton. Uh, but they could use, a, I think, a lefty bat to balance the lineup more. Benintendi would make sense. He's been a good bat. So, uh, yeah, I, I think – I know the Mets will be aggressive. I, I'm not so sure about the Yankees. Uh, One issue uh, I I foresee with them, Chapman. I don't know how you handle him when he comes back. He's lost velocity. He's wild. You never trust him anymore. Even when he was in his prime, he's had his moments where you didn't really trust him. Holmes has been incredible. You can't take Holmes out of the ninth inning. How do you you handle the, the Chapman situation when he does come back here?
1: Well, Clay Holmes has been beyond sensational for the Yankees. And that bullpen, even without Chapman and without Chad Green, who's been so good for the Yankees over the years, is still a really good bullpen. I mean, Michael King, Lelizaga, they're, they're everywhere. And they they all have power arms. So when Chapman comes back, I mean, this is what managers have to do. They have to say, hey, you know, we're doing okay without you. We need you badly. You're going to be our closer eventually again. But let's keep – let's not mess with uh, what's going on right now. Everything is working right now, and they will ease Chapman back into that role. But in the meantime, they have a great closer right now in Clay Holmes.
0: Yeah. Um, this is a, a betting show, and obviously, like I said, you talked to a lot of people around the game – What's going on with the baseballs early in the season? Not a lot of offense Offense has come to life here. Um, you know, some of that's probably the warm weather. So, you know, I saw the Tigers last week hit zero homers. The Yankees hit 18 homers. When you talk to people in baseball, you know, is it a different batch every night? Is it week to week? Is too much made of it? What can you tell us uh, about the baseballs here? Because obviously it affects betting in terms of, you know, the over under and the totals here.
1: Right. I I've spoken to a lot of people about the baseballs and it hasn't been totally consistent but most people will tell you the ball is not traveling the same way now i haven't asked these serious questions in maybe three weeks and before that it was really cold weather it's hard to hit in cold weather the ball doesn't travel as fast and i think the hitters are up against it every night anyway with the pitching that they see but now that it's warming up we're starting to see a few more balls you know travel but i think the ball is just not traveling like it used to and maybe this is all part maybe this is not a bad idea I mean maybe it should be that the really big guys Alonzo and Judge the really big strong guys are the ones hitting all the homers maybe if the ball isn't traveling as far maybe the pixie little infielder who thinks he's a 20 homer guy says The ball's not going out of the ballpark. So maybe I need to find another way to get a hit. Maybe I need to hit a hard ground ball through the right side and advance uh, someone from first to third. I think that's a good idea. I think more balls in play is what we're getting at. And maybe a deader ball or a ball that doesn't travel as much might have something to do with that. I'm all in favor of trying something that gets something beyond all the walks, strikeouts, and home runs.
0: Yeah, totally with you. The ball and play. Uh, we need more, of it. We need more action. I actually went to a minor league game. I went to, uh, cause I live in Connecticut I went to a yard go game a couple weeks ago and they have this pitch clock and the pitch clock works. And I think these kids come up from the minors and they work a little quicker and it's, you know, it's seamless. You don't really notice it. It doesn't ruin the game. So I agree. Quicker pace, ball and play more. I think it's uh, it's probably better for everybody. Uh, MVP. I'll, g- I'll give you two options. Option A is Aaron judge. Option B is everybody else. Which, which option are you going with?
1: Uh, Aaron Judge is the MVP of the league. Look, Jose Ramirez of the Guardians has had a remarkable season so far. But I'm still an old school guy when it comes to are you helping your team win? And it's Jose Ramirez. The Guardians wouldn't win any games without that guy. But Judge has a 1.077 OPS. He leads the league in homers for a team that has the best record by definition he is the mvp of the american league i don't think there's any question about that and he's hitting over 300 he can play the outfield he's been there every single day he's doing stuff that babe ruth mickey mantle did as far as homers number of games in yankee history so yes he's the mvp over everyone else period
0: yeah, totally agree with you. The only one, you know, down the line, if Otani, you know, he's regressed a little bit with the bat in, I think pitching, he's still really good. But if Otani did 90% of what he did last year, let's say he hit, I don't know, 38 homers, he has a 3-3 ERA. Will voters be a little tight? Is the novelty kind of worn off, you think, with Otani? Uh,
1: I don't think so. I think well, what troubles me is that people were ready to give Otani the MVP this year, If he just did what he did last year, which was spectacular beyond words, he deserved to win the MVP unanimously, but I always thought you shouldn't be naming the MVP before the season starts, you have to see how the teams play and how much of an impact you have on your team winning. I still believe in that stuff, and that's why I think the Yankees' really fast start, the great start, has been led by Aaron Judge, and therefore you shouldn't make up your mind who the MVP is before a season starts.
0: Uh, the, the White Sox here, they've been a disaster. They're actually still favored to win a division because it's such a, a strange division. Do you think La Russa survives this? That was really strange. Now, he's a good baseball guy. He's obviously been around the game forever. That was really strange. Uh, not only walking – was it Turner the other day on a one, two count, but after the game, just sort of doubling down saying everyone who's who questioned, doesn't know what they're talking about. Do the white Sox turn it around here. Do you, you like the twins more in that division? Doesn't look like, I don't know if the twins have enough pitching. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the white Sox and La Russa going forward?
1: Well, the White Sox have played poorly. I mean, they're two games under 500 They've been outscored. They're, you know, five games out in their division, six games out. They have they've got some problems there. Most of the problems are injury related. And now Michael Kopeck is hurt. But I, I just refuse to believe that Tony La Russa is going to get fired over this. Now, people are are shanning uh chanting fire Tony from the stands. You know, this is the way it works in baseball and social media today. I get it. But Jerry Reinsdorf is the owner of the team. He has said before the biggest mistake he ever made in baseball was firing Tony La Russa. He's not going to do it again in uh, June, middle of June when his team won the division last year under Tony La Russa. Now, would I have walked Trey Turner with a one-two count? Probably not. Was that the most egregious mistake ever? No, it was not. It was a left-handed hitter on deck. Max Muncy, who has not been swinging well, you had a left-handed pitcher on the mound, you had first base open. Again, I wouldn't have done that, but you know, I I think people who say it's the stupidest thing ever, that's, that's not true either. Tony La Russa is going to survive this. I believe the White Sox are going to get healthier and I think they're going to win this division, but it's been a rocky start to say the least.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I tend to agree with you. Let me give you a quick, uh, a few quick over-unders here and, and we will do a couple more before we get you out of here. Over-under, judge contract, $350 million guarantee, over-under.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say under only because of his age. Uh, he's not 25. And even though he's gonna get way more than the two hundred and thirteen million dollar extension, I don't think he's going to 350. How does this play out? Does this
0: get to free agency where it's a bidding war? Or do the Yankees say, you know what, I know you don't want to negotiate during the season, but let's figure something out. Let's not let you hit free agency. We don't want a bidding war with the Dodgers, the Mets, the Angels. Let's just figure something out before uh before November.
1: Well, I'm not sure it's going to get done during the season because Judge has been adamant about this, but let's say they win the World Series. He wins the MVP, and he's Aaron Judge from day one. How can they not re-sign him, especially with the Mets across town with all their money? Not like the Mets are going to sign him, but it's going to be a bad look for the Yankees if they don't. So I think one way or another, I'm not sure when or how, I think Aaron Judge is going to end up with the Yankees next year.
0: Totally agree with you. I mean, the team's worth seven billion dollars. You can't let them. You can't lose them over money, especially after a season like this. I actually think the Mets would be very interested. I think the owner has endless amount of money. He would stick. He'd love to stick it to the Yankees. I, I actually think the Mets, uh, you know, would be interested. Over under three and a half teams from the American League East that make the playoffs.
1: Um, I said at the beginning of the year that four teams from the East are going to make it. And I'm going to stay with that. The Red Sox got off to a terrible start, but they have righted things and they can really score runs. And their pitching has been better than expected here lately. So I think they're going to make the playoffs. The Yankees are obviously going to make the playoffs. I love the way the Blue Jays have played, especially the last month. And Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. They lose pitchers. They get pitchers. They get people hurt and they just find somebody else all the time. So I'm going to say four teams are making the playoffs from the uh, East because I just, I'm not sold that the twins can win a wild card or there's a two division. I mean, two teams come out of the central and the way the angels struggle losing 14 in a row. I'm not sure there's two teams coming out of the West. How about two and a half NL East? Um, I'm going to say under, I'm going to say the Mets and the Braves are going to make the playoffs. I love the way the Phillies have played lately under Rob Thompson, obviously, but I'm going to say uh, only two teams are coming out of the American league, a e- uh, national league East and going to the playoffs.
0: Now uh, I appreciate you coming on. A lot of us remember you from the, the Scott Van Pelt show going on with him. Do you still play pickup hoops? The, the word is that you're a, a pretty legendary pickup hoops player. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, I'm 65 years old. I need a new hip. I'm five four and a half. It's not a good look. Um, I can, <laughs> I can still play, but I would be terrible. So there's no point in doing that anymore. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much done. I think I made it to 65, but it's time. Once I get my hip done, which is necessary, uh, that'll be it for me. And then
0: uh, one last one. A quick trivia question before we get you out of here. The Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012. Who was their starting quarterback? (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, it's Joe Flacco, and I can't do the accent like Scott Van Pelt can. Look understand william that scott and i grew up in the same county montgomery county maryland it's only 50 miles from baltimore and yet there's a completely different accent in baltimore and i love the accent i love the people in baltimore but scott van pelt is the funniest guy when it comes to accents dialects he can impersonate anyone and everything so anytime i get the long from from baltimore scott sees it he makes me laugh it's stupid but I think the lesson is it's okay to have a good chuckle. We're covering baseball for a living and uh, a good laugh is very disarming.
0: Tim, you're the best. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully we can do it again down the road. Let everyone know, you know what you're up to, where they can find your work. Uh, obviously ESPN, where, where else can people find you?
1: Well, I write for ESPN.com and I do games on the radio and I do baseball tonight, every Sunday. So, uh, I still get to cover baseball. This is 42 years I've been doing this. I still love every day of it.
0: Tim, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you giving me a few minutes here. Thanks for coming on.
1: All right, William. Thank you. See you. All right.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Tim Kirkshen. Appreciate him coming on. That was a lot of fun. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk plenty of baseball, some NBA, do a little bit of everything. That will be – oh, and I think we got Mark Feinstein coming on tomorrow. He's got a new book. I've been back and forth with him. I'm pretty sure he's coming on tomorrow. So he wrote a great new book that's going to be – boy, it's going to sell a lot of books because it's about the Yankees. Uh, We'll get into more of that tomorrow. But Mark should be joining us tomorrow from MLB.com. Looking forward to that. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. This is the New York City Cast presented by River Sportsbook.